0: News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchifero. And we are ready to go again here just after uh, 7 o'clock. And hope you are as well. The number, the phone line's already open, 613-521-TALK. School's here along with Alex. Alex, if I have uh, any... uh, crystal ball to this one compared to shows uh, we've done uh, recently uh, across the rest of Canada in this regard you are going to be busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest because we're going to start talking about COVID-19 as it relates to the job market employment EI and all that but first uh, look at that we already got a caller on the line Janet is uh, is standing by not sure if it's related to that but uh it doesn't matter our callers are top priority Janet thanks for uh, for hanging on the line have at her how are you you there, Janet? No, we got no Janet. Janet's not happening. Okay, Janet's not happening. We'll uh, we'll get back to her if she wants to call back at a different time. We'll get her on. Uh, Alex, how you doing, pal?
1: I'm doing all right, John. Considering the circumstances, Good. can't complain uh, at all. We've been uh, fielding lots of calls, as you can expect uh-huh. from uh, from both employers and employees. Uh, John, dealing yeah. with the situation over the past, uh, I guess, week or so. It's been obviously a much longer than that in other parts of mm-hmm. the world, but uh, things have really kind of exploded over the past week uh, here. And, you know, from an employment law perspective, uh, John, we're re- really in kind of unchartered territory here. I don't yeah. think anyone in our lifetimes has, has seen a situation like this. And so as employment lawyers, we're... You know, we're going back to fundamental principles and general principles, and and applying the law on a case by case basis. And you know, it's not easy. It's not easy for employers and implor- for employees out there. And what we're trying to do is is just help el- everybody come you know come mm-hmm. up with practical, reasonable solutions to whichever problems uh, they're facing. And there's certainly lots of uh, problems with. Yeah. With the coronavirus, with this uh, epidemic, employers and employees are struggling to deal with issues like whether they should stay home or not, uh, whether they should be paid when they stay mm-hmm. home or not, taking yes. medical leaves of absence, et cetera. So, you know, we're going to be talking about that throughout the show, and I encourage all our listeners out there, call in. If you have any questions, if you have any concerns, let's talk about them right right now for the next hour or so. Uh, listen, your questions will help everyone else out there listening uh, I'm sure there are plenty of good questions out there, so feel free to bring uh, bring the calls on.
0: You bet. Again, Six one three five two one talk is the number. By the way, when the show is uh, is done and you still have some questions you want to you know ask of maybe a more personal and direct nature, you can do so. Just email help at employmentlawyer.ca to get a hold of Alex or Leora. Uh, or you want to go uh, 1-855-1855-821-5900. Uh, thats not to call in now. That is to call uh, Alex afterwards, One eight five five eight two one. 821 Fifty nine hundred, but uh, as we uh, as we get break out to the uh, to the show here against 521 talk, we'll get to uh, to Janet first. Janet, good uh, good evening. How are you? Not too bad. Good. Yeah. What's uh, what's going on?
2: Okay. Um, well, I have a case where I we we are we've been in business for thirty years, putting up structural steel buildings, and we worked for this uh, contractor for four years. Mm-hmm. and he slowly started not paying us our uh, from our work and we had uh, the last building we put up he didn't uh, pay us so we had to lean the building and now it is in uh, with the courts and we have a trial date in June which was is probably going to be pushed Mm-hmm. So three years now, and we had to sell equipment and just to survive. And we've had to shut down our business because he owed us so much money, we we couldn't function. So, and so my question is, is you know, can I sue him like for uh, punitive damages? Like, uh, you know, we had you put five employees out of a job. You know.
1: Yeah. This yeah. uh, I mean this sounds more of a commercial contract, Janet, than an employment uh, relationship, but please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Was uh, so so you owned a company and, and this was a kind of either subcontractor or contractor relationship with this other entity?
2: Yeah, correct. Or okay. a full proprietorship. Yeah.
1: Okay, well listen, if there was you know, if if you did work for this company and there was a clear contract in place and they did not pay despite you having completed the work Obviously, you've gone through the legal process. Clearly, you you know you have a trial date in June, which is you know very quickly uh, approaching. Although you're right, the courts have at least temporarily suspended for the time being, so that date might be pushed back, uh, Janet. Mm-hmm. But listen, I mean, you you need, um, and you've probably received, but you need legal advice in a situation like this. It's not necessarily employment a- advice, Janet. Uh, no. You might need a commercial lawyer or something along those lines, but. Listen, uh, give us a call off air anyways. We could connect you with the right uh, uh, people. Um, there certainly may be additional damages there that you are uh, owed, uh, not just contractual damages. But I can't necessarily give you that advice without knowing the situation. And you may right. still very well, well want to speak with a commercial lawyer rather than an employment lawyer. So, listen, happy to refer you to someone. You, you do need help. And so please feel free to give us a call and, uh, and we can uh, hopefully assist you as best we can.
0: Thanks, Janet. Appreciate that. Uh, we're moving on here. 613-521-TALK. We, of course, talk about all employment matters, but uh, we're going to be focusing, and I know we're answering your calls, if you have any questions in relation to your job and uh, your workplace, whether you're an employer or employee for that matter or otherwise when it comes to the coronavirus and uh, COVID-19. Francine, thank you for uh, for hanging online. We'll get to Francine next. Hi, Francine. Good evening. Uh
3: Good evening, guys. Uh hey. Crazy world out there right now. Oh, big Absolutely. time.
0: Big time. Good. Hope yeah. Uh, I hope you're really safe and handling it well. It's really scary a lot of
3: people, and there's a lot you know. of questions that are remaining to be answered, and I don't know... Uh, I'm sorry, it's John and... Um Alex. 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 Hi, Alex. Hello. Um, I'm just wondering, uh we're waiting on the Prime Minister to, tomorrow to talk about people that are self employed or employed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh I have a lot of family members. I'm self employed but I work from home. I hear you. Uh so it's not affecting me as much right now, thank God. But you know, I have a friend that worked in the restaurant uh business, she's a waitress and mm-hmm. now uh, government in Ontario has shut down, right? That's right. Uh, all the restaurants. So now she is out of work. And I'm wondering if, Alex, you would uh, be able, if you knew a bit more information as to people that are working in these establishments, and now they're home, are they, uh, will the employer pay them, number one, or, is government supposed to step in like what is the situation about that? And what is the situation about people being self-employed, not going to sure. work?
1: It's uh, it's the big question, Francine, so thank mm-hmm. you very much for, for asking it. We're running up against the clock. We're, we're going to a break very soon, so Francine, please hang on the line. Yep. I'm going to address your question, but it takes a couple of minutes at least sure. to, to respond, so hang in there. I will definitely a- answer the question in full, uh, but we're going to go to break uh, shortly, I understand.
0: Okay. Thanks. Appreciate that, Francine. Stan, Jerry, all of you, hang on, and you as well. You want to make a phone call, talk about this topic, bring it on. That's why Alex is here, to uh, fill your head full of good information, put you at some ease anyway. 613. 3521 Talk is the number of the Employment Law Show right here. News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Lucifero on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we're right back to it. Thank you for hanging in there. 521 Talk a busy and important show tonight here on uh, News Talk five eighty. Employment law show, of course, but uh, we're talking about and a lot of phone calls surrounding how things are going to play out in uh, in the employment world when it comes to COVID nineteen and the, the uh, coronavirus. Francine, we're going to get you back on here just to finish off your your question
1: and Alex's comments, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. But thank you for uh, for hanging on, Francine. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll get straight into things, uh, uh, John, mm-hmm. just because uh, so Fran- the question Francine asked was, and it was a very good one, and it was one we, we get uh, all the time, or especially we've been getting all the time over the past week or so, and that is, if your employer has decided to suspend operations, if your employer has closed down, are you a, as an employee entitled to still receive pay during that period? Now, again, something I mentioned at the top of the show, John, which is, you know, in unprecedented situations like this, we have to go back to first principles. Now, if we're talking about temporary layoffs, and this is basically what this situation is, it's a temporary layoff. Your employment is being put on hold uh, because an employer has shut down temporarily or there's simply not enough work to do. Now, generally speaking, John, and I want to make it clear out there, when we're talking about kind of, I would say, any other situation that's not a pandemic, that's not, you know, coronavirus related... Generally yeah. speaking, a temporary layoff is a termination of employment. Yes. An employer is not allowed to temporarily lay off an employee in almost every single case. Now, having said, that's the general principle. Having said that, John, in a case like this, when we're dealing with, again, an, an exceptional situation where, listen, you know let, let's talk about Francine's friend who was the, the restaurant employee. It's mm-hmm. not the restaurant owner's fault that their, their business is closed. They've been ordered shut. Uh, It's beyond their control. It's beyond their contemplation as a business owner that they would get shut down because of, uh, you know, because of a virus, because of a pandemic. And so in a situation like that, I do have to say an employer is probably allowed to temporarily lay off employees, again, specifically because of this kind of exceptional situation. And so for those employees out there who have been temporarily laid off, specifically because Either their, their workplace has been contaminated or there's a fear that someone in the workplace may have contacted someone who, was, uh, who tested positive for the coronavirus or who is ill at the moment or who has traveled to an affected area. In situations like that, um, an employer will likely be allowed to temporarily lay off their employees, not pay those employees for the time being. Um, so th- that is you know, our opinion. I think that is the correct one in mm-hmm. situations like that. Now, as an employee, uh, and I'll you know I'll make this one last point and we can move on with our callers. As an employee, uh, you want to make sure that you still protect yourself in a situation like right. this. Again, the starting point is, technically speaking, employers aren't allowed to temporarily lay it off. And so as an employee, if you're going to accept a layoff in an exceptional case like this, and again, it may be very reasonable to do so given the circumstances, you want to make sure that you are at least protecting your rights in the future. So if you're going to get laid off in a situation like this, you probably want to put in writing to your employer, listen, I'm agreeing to the temporary layoff because of these circumstances specifically and because this is such, a, such an exceptional case, I'm not agreeing to this as a permanent term of my employment. That would be the smartest and safest move for an employee so that if this happens to you two years from now, and you're laid off for a completely different reason, you'd Mm -hmm. still be able to treat that as a termination, and you'd still have the full protection of the law in a case like that. So very complicated situation, very case-specific situation, Mm -hmm. but I think that's the proper analysis uh, when a business is closing directly as a result of, uh, of the coronavirus.
0: Six one three five two one talk is the number. Email any time to get a hold of Alex, and that is uh, simply help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're going to get to uh, to Cherry next. Uh, Cherry, thank you for hanging on. You're next in line. How are you? Hello, Cherry.
2: Hello? Hello. Hi.
0: How are you? Yeah, go ahead.
2: All right. So the question of the day is, is it okay that my work would like me to use my holidays as time off?
1: yeah and a uh, great question yeah. uh, cherry and and uh, one that I've uh, kind of partially addressed already, but uh, and this is what we've been you know telling most employees and employees out there. This is clearly an exceptional uh, uh, time, an exceptional circumstance. I would say, yes, use whatever means you can to make sure that you get paid throughout this period. If that right. means using your vacation pay now, that is not a bad solution necessarily. Technically speaking, employees do not necessarily uh, have the obligation to use their vacation pay. So you don't absolutely have to if you don't want to, but there's very little other recourse that you would have in the situation like this. And so it becomes a question of, well, do I get paid with my vacation pay or do I get zero pay whatsoever? The decision is, of course, yours. And there might be other t- considerations to take into account. And so, you know, if you're actually ill, if you're actually on, On medical leave, well, maybe vacation doesn't make sense. Maybe you can receive some sort of compensation from another source, from employment insurance or from disability insurance potentially, or use your sick days Mm -hmm. as an example. But if none of those become an option and it's really, well, either I go with zero money or either I go with employment insurance or I get my vacation pay – you know, vacation pay is not a bad option in a situation uh, like this. And I think that might be a reasonable compromise. Again, every case is specific. And so, yeah. you know, if you if you want to get into more detail, I would say maybe we need a conversation off air to really get into the nitty gritty. But I don't think it's an unreasonable proposition, uh, uh, Sherry. What, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts on the matter?
0: Sherry is, uh, Sherry, uh, walked over, walked on, but we'll, uh, Hi, we'll sweet. let her give okay. you a call if, that's she, all right. if she feels like it. No problem. Sherry, you want to reach out? It is a one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to carry on after the show is done. Again, one 855 That's to get a hold of Alex when we're not here on the air. But in the meantime, taking a ton of calls. That's what this hour is for. 613-521 talk here in the employment law show. Moving on to Rahim. Rahim, thanks, uh, thanks for hanging on as well. We're trying to get to as many of you as we, uh, as we can. How are you tonight?
4: Thank you very much for taking my call. I you bet. Um, yes, I own a small restaurant. It's called House of League on Prince of Will. And I have takeout, delivery, and dine-in. Now, since this corona thing's happened, nobody mm-hmm. even come to my restaurant or walk-in or dine-in. Mm-hmm. Basically, now I have just delivery. And I'm losing so much money. I have two employees. And I cannot lay off them again. I cannot lay off them. Because of my hours, I have uh, this from ten thirty in the morning till four o'clock in the morning through from Uber, escape, and other uh, online services. Am I eligible for, fund for some kind of help from the government or no?
1: It's a very, very good question, yeah. Reem. It's, it's the right question. Unfortunately, I'm not able to answer uh, not because uh, I don't know about it, but simply because those measures haven't been announced yet. We don't know yet, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so I would say, listen, uh, stay, you know, stay tuned. I'm sure there will be measures adopted. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of relief uh, provided to business owners, small, medium, and large. Uh, you know, I, I don't have an immediate answer for you for that reason. Those measures haven't been announced. It's obviously very, very difficult for a, small business okay. owners out there. It he, is. It's
4: pretty difficult.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. I, I mean, ultimately, if it comes down to – you know, and, and you're right. I mean, it, it might be difficult to lay off those employees because – you know, you lay off an employee; they may never come back. Uh, right, and, and these it's are not
4: just that. It's not just that mm-hmm. because of the hours, the hours of operation. I cannot. Before, I, before I had an accident, I was okay. I was doing open to close, like almost around 17 hours a day. Sure. But right now I can't. That's why I put these two employees before, way before those things. That's right. Before, yeah, in, in August actually I put these employees. And since then, they're working with me, with the heavy staff helping me out.
1: And you obviously need their help, yeah.
4: I do need their help. If Mm -hmm. I have not afforded to pay them, obviously they're going to go. And my restaurant is going to be shut down.
1: Yeah, very difficult situation, uh, Raheem, I certainly uh, agree. Uh, You know, you you need to have a conversation with those employees uh, and, and, you know, let them know uh, that there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. This is a, you know, this is obviously a very drastic step that we've all had to take in isolating and staying home and closing all sorts of businesses. But hopefully, you know, we all realize and, and, and uh, you know, think positively that, you know, this is only temporary. And so hopefully within a few weeks time, you know, maybe even a few months time, we obviously don't know for sure, things will yeah. be back up and running again, and the restaurant will be busy again. But you, you know, you have to kind of hang on in the meantime. Obviously, easier said than done. But uh, listen, any any specific issues that you wanted to uh, want to go into detail about, uh, Raheem, off air? I'm more than happy to chat. John will give you the number. Uh, we can brainstorm, discuss options, discuss creative options to kind of make sure that that you keep your employees employed. Um, obviously, too much detail to go into on uh, on the radio, but happy to chat. Off air and I think you I think that bears discussion. I think you need a solution here, so feel free to give us a call.
0: Raheem, appreciate it. That number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Uh Donna, Bobby, Ash, and Stan, we'll get to all of you guys. Just hang on the line and your calls as well. Six one three five two one talk. We continue with a very busy employment law show on News Talk five eighty, C F R A. Now back to the employment law show with employment lawyer Alex Lucifero on News Talk Five Eighty CFRA. The phone lines are busy. You want the phone number to call in, ask your questions. I mean, most of the questions tonight uh, with, the, you know, obviously about COVID-19 and the coronavirus, how it affects the workplace, 613- 521-TALK. Alex, uh, short list, Lululemon, uh, Harry Rosa now, Apple, Samsung stores, uh, Untucket, Sephora, Nike, uh, Urban Outfitters, so many retailers I'm talking within malls itself are just shutting the doors saying we're done till at least the end of March. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's affecting thousands, tens of thousands of people onwards and I mean, it's going to be a matter of time, I guess, till the big malls just shuttered up. Period, because they're not. There's not hardly anything open anymore. So, a lot of questions coming through in the phone lines, man. How people handle this stuff? We're going to uh, going to move on to uh, to Donna. Hi, Donna. Thanks for uh, hanging on. There's so many of you just just waiting to get on, so we'll try to answer your calls very quickly and concisely, and move on. Donna, what's uh, what's going on with you tonight?
2: Well, here's my question: uh, With the government uh, telling people that if they have the ability to, ability to work from home, that they should now I I myself have that ability I've been set up I can work from home Mm -hmm. I did today after I went in and had to have a very serious talk with my boss saying you know we've been told to work from home and everything as much as possible so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing but my question is can they fire me if I'm choosing to work from home if I have the ability to Now, I work for a small privately owned company sure but it is,
1: um, and I'll be honest—it's a lawyer's office. That's all right. Lawyers are okay. employers and as well, yes. Donna. So I so didn't true. want to you, good. Alex. I didn't want to
2: send you in there, Alex. You know?
1: No, no, no. Uh, you uh, don't. You don't but, work for yeah. us, do you, Donna? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I could. I could, of course. No, listen. It's a very, very good uh, question, and it's important question given given the situation. Listen, ultimately, Donna, the reason, the, the context is extremely, extremely important, and so I'll give you a couple of, ex- of examples. I mean, if you are uh, if you are asking to work from home because yep. let's say your children are home for March break and i'll and I'll offer a couple of weeks beyond that, and you have to care for those uh, children and you have no other choice but to care for those children because there's no daycare, there's no activities, et cetera, et cetera you may very well be allowed to force your employer to allow you to work from home because that is an accommodation. uh, And otherwise, your boss either firing you for that reason or treating you differently for that reason might be discrimination on the basis of family status. However, um, if it's the case that – listen, I'll I'll give you the other side of the coin – if yep. your workplace is completely safe, there's been nobody traveling abroad, there's nobody that's been ill in the past couple of weeks. Now we
2: did have one lawyer who mm-hmm. just recent just to uh, here for a second. We right. had one lawyer who just came back from down in Florida for spending six months down there. He literally just got back a week ago.
1: Fair mm-hmm. enough. And and so that person should be self-isolating as per the government's recommendations and guidelines. And he's not. Uh, he's not, he's which is potentially a problem, and so that might be an example, Donna, of you being able to reasonably say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable in the workplace for that reason. Uh, I'll I'll need to work from home, and your your employer may have to allow that. But I do want to be clear. Uh, I do want to be clear that you you cannot, as an employee, simply elect to work from home just because you're particularly or or even let's say overly cautious or just because maybe some government employees, for example, are working from home, that might not be enough. At the end of the day, again, going back to first principles here, your employer does have the rights to tell you, hey, you've got to come to work. And so it's a matter of balancing those rights that an employer has to, to allow, you know to, to basically ask you to come to work and show up with your safety and, and with making sure that the workplace is safe. In a case like yours where... You know, somebody might have traveled abroad but come into the office. You may very well have the right, uh, Donna, to ask to work uh, from home. Again, I'd want to know more of the specifics, and, and I don't want to give you just kind of the easy, quick answer. It may be a little bit more detailed uh, yeah. than that. Try and work it out with your employer. Again, I'm, I'm asking all employers and employees to come up with practical resolutions to be reasonable, to, to you know, even kind of give up where, the, where, where you can give up and maybe find some sort of compromise that works for everyone. That's the only way we're all going to get through this together.
0: Uh, Don, appreciate okay. uh Sorry, go ahead. You're done?
2: No, Anything no, no. Else? That's, that's fine. That's, um, okay. okay. That's about what I had to say. Thanks very much, and you guys are doing a great
1: job. Thanks, Don. Thanks,
0: Don. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Uh, thank you very much. We're going to uh, move on here. I know a lot of these, uh, these, these phone calls might be related to other ones, but that's okay. People have a ton of questions about this uh we're gonna move on to uh to bobby hey bobby uh thank you for hanging on good evening how are you
5: hey i'm good guys uh thanks for taking my call no worries Uh, i'm calling uh, on on behalf of my wife so she works for a large uh insurance company i'm actually calling from from brampton so she commutes from brampton uh to mississauga right to Mm -hmm. the office now they're shutting down the mississauga office
1: she does
5: not have access to work from home the company won't allow it because we've got two young kids Okay. Um, so now they're saying that they want to move her to the downtown location.
1: Mhm. So
5: which is not feasible for her. I mean, she she's got to drop the kids off to her mom's, which is you know five minutes from her Mississauga office. So making that commute, it's already forty five minutes. So if she's going there, and then try to head downtown,
1: yeah,
5: it's, it's just you know this is it's
1: too it's much time. Much much yeah. tougher than going from Brampton right. to, to, to Mississauga. Have that's to to for sure.
5: Back to to, to yeah. Mississauga to pick up the kids because then her mom has to to get to work as well.
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned they're not allowing her to work from home because you guys have kids. Is that what I understood?
5: That's, that's their policy because she's on the phone a lot, right? Sure. Well, our, our kids are three and uh, a year and a half.
1: So yeah,
5: just with mm-hmm. with disruption, And right? the three-year-old it's can't different watch different. the one and a half-year-old, uh, Bobby. <laughs> no, it might be the other way around. The one and a half-year-old can probably watch it.
1: my son. Yeah, right. three. yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. No, listen, that's you know tough situation. Uh, and And listen, uh, so le- again, let me apply general principle and then get into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know a move like that. so you can't necessarily as an employer force an employee to move from let's say uh, w- working in in Mississauga where maybe the, you know it's a 20 minute ride in from from Brampton to having to work downtown and maybe your, your commute becomes an hour and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. long. That's potentially what we call a constructive dismissal, meaning your wife might be able to to treat that as the termination of her employment. And rather than accept something that she clearly doesn't want, that doesn't work at all for the family, she mm-hmm. might be, be able to just move on to other employment and get a severance mm-hmm. package. That's the general principle. And generally speaking, that's what would happen in a case like this. But again, I do have to say, Bo- Bobby, that in an exceptional case, it might not be entirely unreasonable for an employer to say, "Listen, for the next couple of weeks, or for the next month or so, this is the only way in which you can work." And if it requires, you know, an extra hour of travel, let's say per day, or maybe let's say hour and a half, or even two hours of travel mm-hmm. per day for for a short period of time, an employer may be allowed to do that, uh, Bobby. I don't mean to be the bearer of uh, of bad news, but yeah, that yeah. is that is not necessarily an unreasonable. Temporary solution, um, you know. If if it's the case that your wife is able to obtain some sort of uh, daycare during the day, whether it's a uh, a family member or some sort of daycare arrangement, I don't think it's unreasonable either uh, to for your wife to ask that she be allowed to work from work from home. Work from home, excuse me. Uh, provided she can confirm to the company and she can kind of put the company at ease. Uh, that she's arranged daycare, that might be another option as well at the okay. end of the day, Bobby, if really you know if going to downtown Toronto from Brampton is just a real no go, then I think uh, you know something like either taking vacation for the next little while or taking some sort of leave of, uh, leave of absence may be a solution as well. but and those would all be on the table uh, as options, but I don't think the temporary relocation is an unreasonable uh, move. Uh, Again, given these specific circumstances.
5: Okay, okay. Yeah, and there's a little bit more to to the thing. Like, my wife does have an uh, uh, autoimmune disorder
2: Mm -hmm.
5: as well. So she's comfortable working alone from the Mississauga office, right? Just, you know, she's not interacting with people. Now, she hasn't disclosed that to work. Should she disclose that?
1: I mean in a situation like this where there is uh, a potential kind of uh, let's call it higher risk or higher threat to her health uh b- because she's maybe predisto- predisposed or you know she may right. might be a little bit more risky in terms of mm-hmm. exposure yeah that that might be an option as well in terms of you know potentially disclosing that and even getting a doctor's note Bobby that says that you, you know she's required to work from home uh, because of her health, uh, again, it uh, kind of might get you what you want, which is either working from home or working from the Mississauga office, uh, c- uh, kind of on her own, rather than yeah. having to go into that downtown office. That's a good point and another option uh, potentially. But it's her doctor who's going to have to give the company that opinion, not necessarily okay. her. So maybe get a doctor's note saying, you know, I'm not re- the doctor saying I'm not recommending she go into the into the downtown office. You need to find another way.
5: Okay. Okay.
0: Bobby, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call pal and um, you know the continued success, you bet. And if you want to reach out to uh, to Alex afterwards, one eight five five eight two one, fifty nine hundred 821 5900 is away. Let's get Gary in here quick before we uh, break another minute or so. Gary, at least ask your question and we'll try to tackle as much of it as we can before we break. Uh, how are you tonight?
5: Well, well, I was doing very good. Listen, yeah. gentlemen, thank you very much for taking my call. My question is, what happens to a client if he is exhausted his unemployment insurance? and he calls you and wants you uh, to represent him in his uh, going after severance. Uh,
1: so obviously we'd have to take a look at the other factors, uh, Gary, in the sense that, well, if there is severance to pursue, uh, I, I guess the relevance of employment insurance is that you will not be able to recover both severance and employment insurance for the same time period. And so if you have already received A fair bit of EI, or the maximum amount, let's say, of, of EI, and you then have to pursue severance. You may be required to repay all of that employment insurance back to Service Canada, back to the government, and so you know you're you're not recovering all of the severance. You might be recovering part of it with part of it having to be repaid because you obtain the EI benefits. Just like you can't work two jobs for the same time period, you can't or or at least recover two incomes for the same time period, you cannot receive both severance and employment insurance for the same time period. And so that would be the impact, uh, Gary, and that obviously affects what ends up in your pocket at the end of the day in terms of severance, it might be significantly less than what your actual entitlements are. Listen, I don't know, you know, we'd have to go through that analysis, but um, that's the consideration when it comes to employment insurance. And hopefully that answers your question. Gary,
0: appreciate the uh, the call. If you want to reach out further, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Alex. You can email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Your phone calls, bring them on. We're still talking here. we still got a few more minutes. If it's uh, COVID-19 related, that's fine. If not, bring it on anyway. That's why we do the show every Tuesday night. six one three five two one. talk is the number. This is the Employment Law Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Lucifero on News Talk 580 CFRA. And the number 613-521-TALK. You have any uh, questions about uh, your job, employment, or all this stuff related to COVID-19 and the coronavirus? It is a huge topic. And people, man, they're scratching their heads from, uh, from coast to coast. They're not sure where to take it. So um, what are the risks of not paying employees who cannot report to work due to the coronavirus, Alex? What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, listen, and the reason why this is an important question, John, is is because there are actually a number of employers, some of them you mentioned. So uh, I believe Lululemon, Nordstrom, yeah. the department store, a bunch of larger employers are actually paying their employees to stay home, nice. uh, John. And that's because there is some risk involved, as you just uh, mentioned. And again, we go back to the principle that – I mean – you know, pay is one of the most fundamental terms of employment. It's it's the reason why we are all employed. It's to get paid, obviously. And so, when you are stopping an employee's pay, when you're shutting down an operation and sending that employee home, that employee may be able to claim constructive dismissal. He he or she may be able to claim that uh, you, we, I've been terminated by by the company stopping my pay, and so I want uh, my severance now. The reason why employers are actually continuing to pay is not necessarily because this situation is a constructive dismissal situation. Like I said at first, I actually don't think – this is an exceptional case. I don't think that a temporary layoff would be a constructive dismissal in a case like this. But again, employers are choosing to pay employees for a number of other reasons. Number one is kind of the human resources perspective, which is that, I mean, if you're, not, if, if you're sending employees home and not paying those employees, if these are valued long-term employees, they may just up and leave. Uh, Right, Right. They may move companies. They may lose faith in the organization. And so some employers are paying employees for that reason because they want to reassure those employees that we value you. We understand that this is a hard time not only for us as an employer but for you as well. And so we're going to keep paying you for doing so even though, again, as I just said, they don't necessarily have the legal obligation for doing so. The other cons- uh, consideration, and I think we have a caller coming through, John. So I'll, I'll try yep. and be quick. Sure. Um, listen, there may be human rights considerations as well if we stop if we stop paying employees again because maybe they've come from an affected area, or because uh, I, I don't know that person is sick, or because, for example, that person has family that they have to take care of at home. These are potentially all protected grounds under mm-hmm. the human rights code in Ontario and, and across Canada. And if you stop paying an employee for any one of those reasons, again, it may, depending on the situation, every case is specific, we can't you just kind of apply a catch-all approach here, uh, that may be discrimination. And so it may be wise in some cases to continue paying employees for that reason, or perhaps those employees, again, can use sick days there can be any other number of, of options, but to just temporarily lay off all of these employees and force them to say, stay home is not necessarily the right answer in every single case. It may very well be the right answer, as we saw previously, in example for the case of a restaurant that right. has no choice but to close its doors because yep. it's in boor- been ordered to. You know what? It's got to be a temporary layoff. There really isn't any other mm-hmm. uh, choice, but, sure. but lots of other companies have different solutions, working from home, changing shift schedules. Allowing employees to work in the workplace, but keeping social distance uh, according to the guidelines, all of those are potential options. and we need to again think creatively and think reasonably in coming up with short-term solutions. This is something that we be able we will be able to weather. We are going to weather the storm and come through this. We just need to find a short-term solution that works for both employees and employers.
0: Still got a, bit, a few minutes here to call through six one three five two one. Talk is the number. Mike, we'll get to uh, to Mike's call now. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you tonight? No, Mike, not there. You know we'll uh, we'll return to Mike anyway. So so there you go. If we get him uh, get him sorted out, we'll get uh, Mike's question on the air. There's been a ton of these tonight, pal. So it's. Uh it's no surprise what's going on with this COVID nineteen thing, and like you said, with all these store closures, it's it's good that these employees have chosen at least uh, a good deal of them to continue pay their employees because they
1: don't know whether it's going to be two three weeks or two months or three months at this point, right? It's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. And listen, it, you know, an employer choosing to pay its employees, let's say, to the end of the month or to the beginning of April, is mostly what we're seeing, uh, uh, John. I don't know if those employers would would uh, you know then have the obligation to continue paying. Those employees, right. right? That might be a temporary uh, a thing, but it's certainly a, a short-term solution that that benefits the employee. Again, uh, you know, it's a, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Uh, you know, another question that we've been uh, asked, for example, th- that's come up: plenty of employees have asked. Uh, uh-huh. and actually employers for that matter as well, is do they have to disclose whether they've been ill in the past week or so as an Good employee? Call. You know, you want to keep that information confidential. We've had a caller, I think it was Bobby, who said, you know, his wife hasn't really disclosed that she has a health issue. That's mm-hmm. not uncommon at all in the workplace, I could tell you, John, and, and generally the answer we've given to that question, and again, the question is, do I have to disclose that I've been sick? Do I have to disclose right. that I may, uh, you know, I I, I, I may have been in touch with someone and been in contact with someone who's who's traveled abroad or potentially contracted the virus, the short answer that we've had to give employees and employers is yes, you should as an employee be disclosing that to your employer, Uh, John. We have to keep in mind that as an employer, uh, every employer has the obligation to maintain a healthy work environment. And so as part of that obligation, it has the right to ask employees, have you traveled in the past week? Uh, Where have you traveled? Uh, Have you been ill? Has a family member been ill? And depending on the answers to those questions, that employer might have the obligation to either ask that employee to self-isolate or uh, ask to take other measures in the workplace to protect other employees. So, you know, typically speaking, employers don't have the right to kind of reach into an employee's private life life and, and kind of have a look around and ask questions that might be considered confidential. Yeah. But in a case like this where, again, the main obligation is uh, to protect other employees, yes, your employer does have a right to know that as an, uh, as an employee. I think you would have a legal obligation to disclose uh, if you're ill. Uh, you should be certainly reporting that to work. You shouldn't be showing up to work if you're ill. That's for sure. Um, and also, if you've been in contact with someone or if you've traveled recently, you would have the obligation uh, to disclose. I think you also have the social obligation, frankly speaking. And if, if I could speak from my personal point of view, uh, uh, John, I think regardless of the legalities, I, I, you know, I, I think you want to – we all need to kind of pull together a little bit in a situation like this. And you, know, you should be disclosing to your employer and to, frankly, anyone else that you come into contact with. Them, yes, you have been traveling or yes, you have been sick recently uh, because that's an important consideration, and in a situation like that, my opinion and and the opinion of the scientists would be you need to be self isolating. So, uh, you know, another important consideration when it comes to uh, the the current state of affairs, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Sure,
0: let's move over to the uh, the phone lines. To get to Gail
1: here. Gail, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, in the last few
0: minutes here. How are you tonight? Oh, come on, really? Hi, Gail. <laughs> Hi <laughs> you there. Hi there. Yes. You are good. <laughs> that was like a soup can and a, and a wire here. What's uh, what's your question, Gail?
2: Well, you were talking a little earlier about um, um, also with our temporary layoff that we should, because it's an unprecedented circumstance, that we should also send a a note to our employer that this would be kind of like a Mm one-time type of layoff.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. Smart.
2: And would you add anything to that?
1: Uh, no, I, I mean unless there's unless there's more to the situation that that would need to to get into. But no, I think the general point, Gail, was that, and again, going back to kind of the status quo when it comes to temporary layoffs, they're not necessarily allowed. You know, perhaps if there's a term in your employment contract that allows a term temporary layoff, then you might right. be contractually uh, forced into that situation. But otherwise, temporary layoffs are. are I don't want to be uh, kind of severe, but they're illegal effectively. They, they result in a termination of your employment. Um, but uh, in a situation like this where maybe the layoff is a couple of weeks, maybe it's, it's even a month or so or however long it's going to be, it might not necessarily be uh, an illegal or unreasonable unre- solution to the problem, but I wouldn't want that to become a term of an employee's employment moving forward. And so, going back to, to what you mentioned, uh, and the point I made previously, you would probably want to make it clear to your employer that you're agreeing to this uh, because uh, because of these exceptional circumstances and because of uh, you know the forced closure, let's say, of the business, but that you don't agree to it uh, you know, as a general term of your employment. I think that's the right move for an employee. Uh, And I think most employers will be perfectly comfortable with that because they're managing the current situation and, uh, you know, longer term, that's something that could be revisited in the future.
0: Okay, that's perfect. Thanks, Gail. Appreciate uh, your call. Any more questions? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or help at uh, employmentlawyer.ca. I got one final question for you, pal, before we break. Go Do you it, have man. the right to stay home? Can you stay home if maybe you're not the sick one, but you have to take
1: care of somebody or a sick family member as a result of this? Yeah, great question. Right? So and listen, this this is developing by the hour. So for example, yeah. we just uh you know, our our premier in Ontario today just declared a statement a state of emergency. Uh, I'm sure everyone is aware, and mm-hmm. under the Employment Standards Act in Ontario, there are provisions uh, that protect employees in situations where a state of emergency has wow. been declared. And so, if, as a result of the emergency, so in, in this specific case, as a result of coronavirus, as a result, a result of uh, of COVID-19, you are required either by way of the emergency. Uh, to yourself or or because of a family member, a a direct family member, a close family member, uh, to care for them, then you would have the right to take a leave of absence and your job is protected, meaning you cannot be fired because of that. Now, importantly, John, that leave is unpaid. So the employer Ah. did not have the obligation to pay you for that leave, but they can't punish you for it, right? So if you Mm -hmm. have to care for a family member because of COVID-19, we are under a state of emergency, the emergency leave provisions of the Employment Standards Act apply, and you have a right to take that leave. The employer doesn't have the right to pay you, though, and so, again, we have to access other options, vacation pay, sick days, uh, employment insurance. All of those become options on the table, but the employer doesn't have the right, or doesn't have the obligation, rather, have to pay you for that time
0: we'll leave it there nicely done pal told you it's going to be a busy night go rest your voice and pour yourself a stiff drink just you know <laughs> wash the bottle before you grab it don't share it with anybody it's that simple
1: always uh, a you want to reach
0: out <laughs> you want to reach out to alex now that we're done please do you simply go to pocket great website email is help at employment lawyer and the phone number one 821 5900 till next time stay safe stay clean employment law show right here news talk 580 cfra